My name is Karen. And my name is Colleen. And this is Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh Oh my! Welcome back to Our Goblet of Wine is Better, our series about the Harry Potter books, movies, and everything in between. In this episode, we will be discussing chapters 7 and 8 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. And as always, we want to do our patron shout out, so thank you to Boom for being a patron. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't think we have anything to talk about. Go join the Patreon. Yep, do that. Do that, (laughs) because it'll be fun and we're... I don't know. Maybe we're going to start planning stuff. <laughs> we're going to start planning stuff soon. Yes. <laughs> I, th- I think our schedules have just been crazy lately. They so have. Not a whole lot we've been able to do. True. True. Um, so anyway, the titles for these chapters are Chapter 7 is The Boggart in the Wardrobe and Chapter 8 is Flight of the Fat Lady. So yes. if you guys know the story, you definitely know what these chapters are about. If you don't know mm-hmm. the story, cool. Join Join the ride. Um, yeah. So, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready too. Uh, my first reaction, though, when I started uh, well, listening to Chapter 7, because I don't mm-hmm. read them, is uh, they mentioned double potions. And I was like, double potions is not something you hear about in the movies. Like, you don't hear about double anything. Oh, that's true. I, for- I forgot about that. So I was like, what the heck? I was like, Cause I don't hear about it. Yeah, I definitely remember it being a book thing yeah. where they would be like, oh, yeah, I have double potions today and whatever. But I just I completely forgot about it until you mentioned it just yeah. now. Yeah, I was like, interesting. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was that interesting. Like, I knew double potions happened. I knew that, like, it was a thing, but it just isn't in the movies. Mm-hmm. And I guess because I've been watching the movies for, like, the past couple of years and not being able to, like, really pay attention to the books. I do listen to them pretty regularly, but I wasn't able to, like, pay attention to them. I was just like, interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) All right. Double potions, guys. (laughs) Double potions. And, of course, since we have the mention of potions, they're in potions right now. They're just upset that they have to have double potions. Yeah. And, Um, uh... This is the first day that Draco Malfoy is back in classes after his incident. Yeah, and he's still faking because you know Madame Pomfrey charmed that thing right back up into proper working condition immediately. Oh, absolutely. Not and and you know, again. Malfoy <laughs> insisted that he have bandages and a yep. sling and um, everything. Because he's a turd. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, Malfoy's the, he like walked in late, right? I don't think so. Maybe he did. Something. And Snape was like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. But Harry was sitting there like, oh. I did that. I'd get detention. You're <laughs> right, he did. <laughs> I forgot about that part. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then... It's, it's really kind of interesting how Snape treats his class so much better <laughs> than any of the other classes. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's Snape for you, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then Malfoy decides he needs to sit right next to Ron and Harry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he has an ulterior motive. He does. That. He does. Because soon after he sits down, he goes, Um, Professor Snape, I can't do anything because of my hand. So I need help. It's when Snape makes Ron and Harry do his work for him. Mm-hmm. I was dying when Ron was like, okay, I'll chop up your roots. And then he chopped them up <laughs> randomly. Yeah. And then Snape was like, okay, those are your roots now, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was like, I can't. <clears throat> it just made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but during this class, kind of after this, Part yep. with Harry, uh, yeah, Harry and Ron tra- having to help Malfoy with his ingredients. Um, 
Snape goes over to Longbottom's to Neville's pot to his potion and sees that it's not the right color at all. It's and orange. <laughs> it's orange. It's not supposed to be. And Snape says, Longbottom, at the end of this lesson, we will feed a few drops of this potion to your toad and see what happens. And I was like, oh God, Snape needs to be fired. <laughs> like, <laughs> like cruelty to Neville's toad. There's no reason to test potions on animals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like honestly, unless because I could see Snape being the kind of person that knew the potion wasn't going to harm Trevor. Yeah, but even still, it's like you, no, 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 absolutely not. You do not need to do that, Snape, no. at all. No. <laughs> it just threw up a bunch of red flags for me, and I was like, he's awful. That's a big problem right there, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, I was going to say, of course, at the end of class, he, he does. He tests yeah. the potion on Trevor. Yeah. No and <laughs> um, luckily, Hermione was helping Neville fix his potion. <laughs> just, like, secretly so Snape wouldn't know, because Snape had told her not to help. Yeah, he had, but Snape knew, you know, he's not dumb. Oh, absolutely, he's not dumb. <laughs> um, I did think it was funny that Malfoy made a mention of Harry wanting revenge on Sirius Black, but then didn't say anything about it afterwards, and Harry was like, what? Why would I want oh. revenge on Sirius Black? Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, Harry asked Ron, like, why, why would he say that? And Ron's like, I don't know, and I'm wondering if Ron does know. I don't think he does. I feel like he would tell him. Yeah. But I think also Ron knows, kind of like how Arthur at the beginning of the book knows, like told Harry, don't go after him. I feel like Ron knows that Harry could potentially be like, oh, now I have to go after him. Well, I mean, maybe, but I really, I genuinely do not think that Ron knows what Sirius did. Okay. Like, I think that Molly has shielded him from that. Yeah. I think especially after he became friends with Harry. Yeah, because she didn't even want Arthur to tell Harry what happened. (laughs) Oh, of course. (laughs) But, yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. It would be definitely, like, weird if you grew up in that world and you just never really heard about what happened to Harry's parents. Yeah. And who did it or whatever, who was the cause and stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, like... Obviously, Ron knows that he's this guy who went crazy and went to Azkaban. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if he doesn't know the details, then that's just that. Yeah. True. True, true. True. Um, but yeah, so Neville does succeed in his potion. So when Snape tests it on Trevor, um, nothing happens. He just shrinks into a tadpole. He doesn't die Which- or get poisoned or anything. That doesn't make sense, because from what I understand, Trevor turns into a tadpole. He doesn't just shrink. He turns into a tadpole. Uh-huh. Which, uh-huh. I, I don't think that's how a shrinking solution is supposed to work. <laughs> don't come at me. Okay, I didn't write it. <laughs> this is Joe's fault. I know. I would have written a better shrinking solution. Oh, absolutely. I would have been like, frog. he shrunk to the size of a tadpole. A little tiny frog. <laughs> And that's probably what she meant, but she's sometimes dumb. Mm-hmm. Actually, and a lot her, of times dumb. And her <laughs> editors didn't do anything about it. So Her editors are also a lot of times dumb. <laughs> I was sitting here like, who the hell edited this book? What? Right? <laughs> like, all of the books. I mean, I'm sure it gets better later on, but like these first three, I was sitting here like, there are many, many issues that should have mm-hmm. been fixed. But yeah. it's fine, I guess. Yeah. Um, but whatever. <laughs> um, I, I do also want to point out that Snape takes away five points from Gryffindor after Neville, Neville's potion works. Yeah. Because Hermione helped Neville. Yeah. And I was like, so you would rather potentially kill or harm a student's animal? Well, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think it was more the principle of the matter because he did tell mm-hmm. her not to help. I know. Still cheated and helped. And so I was like, it makes sense you would take the points. But, like, of course, the whole situation is just bad. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, on one hand, I understand that's the principle of the matter. Yeah. But on the other hand, if she hadn't helped, 
then what would have happened? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. What would have happened to that poor toad? (laughs) I know, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Interesting things. Very interesting. And then they start walking to Defense Against the Dark Arts, and all of a sudden Hermione's not there, and she's running up the rest of the stairs again. (laughs) Yeah, because she had been behind them. Yeah. And, and then she was very far behind them. And they were like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. But they just kind of dealt with it and ignored it. I was like, I would have way more questions than you guys if she was right behind us and then mm-hmm. was all of a sudden at, like, the bottom of the stairs or something, you know? Yeah. Like, I would definitely question it more. Um, and she was, was tucking something into her cloak, too, while she was doing it, so. Yeah, and, and already knowing what Hermione's doing and what she's going through and how she's using a time-turner to yeah. take multiple classes at the same time, I don't understand how she's doing it. Like, how, how she has the mental, like, capacity okay. yeah. to not just be completely stressed out all the time and how she even gets enough sleep to do anything, how she has enough time to study, like, none Probably. of it. Probably because she has all the time in the world. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but what kind of rules did McGonagall give her That's in order to use the time turner? We don't know because we don't even know she has a time turner right now. I, I know, but I just, I, I really want to know. I would like to know that too, but also she's a 13 year old and she's somehow managing to like keep it hidden from her friends. Yeah. And I was like, damn, okay. And and she's a thirteen year old who's managing to take a million classes. Like yep. what? <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. When I was thirteen, I was struggling enough with the classes I had to take. And that was what understood. Eight of them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. no, <laughs> no, it was seven of them. Seven classes. No. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but they're going to Lupin's class, and so they walk in. And Lupin's like, put your books away, we're going on a field trip. <laughs> well, Lupin's the last one to show up to class. It's true, it's true. Because all the students got out their, their books, books out. Yeah. and then he walks in, he's like, go ahead and put them away. Yeah, he's like, we don't need those books. We're doing a practical lesson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're all like, oh, no books? We've never had a practical lesson in this class before. <laughs> and that I was doesn't like, happen. Well, and they mentioned outside of the Cornish Pixies. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, that that wasn't even a good practical practical lesson. lesson, No. (laughs) That was more, hopefully Hermione can figure this out. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, they, they follow him. He starts walking away and he walks right up to Peeves. And I was like, oh, is Peeves the practical lesson? Yeah, I was like, what's happening? I was like, what is going on? But um, he like has a little conversation with Peeves and is like, you probably shouldn't do this because Filch is going to be mad. And Peeves is like, I don't care. And then I don't know what spell it was because when I was listening to it, I literally couldn't figure out what uh, Jim Dale said. I would spell? say it's it's a spell I don't remember ever like seeing or yeah. hearing about like yeah. ever at but least I, none after that. I remember what it did. I remember this scene and I was like, oh my gosh, that's right. Because literally whatever the spell is, it caused the gum that was in the door, the keyhole. Yeah, because Peeves had been stuffing gum into the keyhole. Yeah, <laughs> it went up into Peeves' nose. <laughs> Yeah, the spell was Wadawasi or something like that. Oh, okay. Wadawasi. Interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, it was just funny. I was like, what the heck did Lupin do to Peeves? But, yeah. It was kind of one of those things where I was just like, well, Peeves deserved that. Yeah. Honestly. But that wasn't even the practical lesson. They move on from there. <laughs> I, I like how, cal- how calm Lupin was about Peeves. I know. Because, <laughs> you know, Peeves is like a terror and a mess and whatnot. And Lupin's Peeves just kind of like, like, hey, Peeves, don't do that. Yeah. Oh, you're going to keep doing it? Okay, here's your like payback or whatever. Yeah, he was like, you really shouldn't be doing that, Peevesy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I thought it was funny. And then... It was. Uh, <laughs> 
And then, of course, we make it finally to our final destination, where there's a bug art in a was a wardrobe cabinet thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and he starts talking to them about like how bogarts work and Well before we get into the Bogart lesson, the place yeah. he has taken them is the teacher's lounge. Oh, is it We're really s- the teacher's lounge? That's yeah, it was cool. the teacher's lounge, which is why Snape was there. And so um That is funny. And Snape is just kind of like, I don't want to be here for this. Like, I'm sure he knows what they're doing. Yeah. But he's like, I don't want to be here for that. And so, like, as Snape is leaving, he goes, possibly no one's warned you, Lupin, but this class contains Neville Longbottom. I would advise you not to entrust him with anything difficult. Not unless Miss Granger is hissing instructions in his ear. And I was just like, okay, Snape, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, right. I just was not having it when I was reading this. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, nope, not today. Like, no, nope. worst. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, Snape is a turd. But it's not a surprise. Lupin was like, but I'm def using him for this. Well, it's not that he was using Snape for it. Mm-mm. It no, just later with the Bogart practical lesson. <laughs> well, yeah, but that doesn't mean that Snape was going to be used for it. Oh, I know. <laughs> but he just wound up being a part of it. But the unintentionally. No, what I what I sorry, I just remembered what I wrote that for. That was about um, Neville. Yeah. When Snape was talking about Neville being awful or whatever, and so then that's when Lupin was like, Okay, cool, then he's definitely gonna be doing it. Oh, yeah. I mean that's Neville what. was gonna do it no matter what. It his bogart just happened to be Snape. Well, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Not the Snape thing. It wasn't about Snape. Like my then I'm deaf using him for this wasn't about Snape. Yeah. It was about Neville. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I get it. Neville it's, it's, it's about what for the lesson. It's about what Snape said. Yeah. And then Lupin went, okay, cool. We're using him. Got yeah. it. Yeah. I yeah. now. <laughs> I had to figure out my own note, too, so <laughs> it's fine. I really did not write that very um, easily to understand. Yeah. Uh, but, yes. So then Boggart. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I mean, most people know this by now, if they've been around Harry Potter enough, but the Bogart becomes whatever each of them fears the most. Um, and, the, like, the spell is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, Which like, I, I do have to wonder, because Lupin tells the class to think of, what do you say? Uh, he says, I would like all of you to take a moment now to think of a thing that scares you the most and imagine how you might force it to look comical. Yeah. How how does everyone figure out what fears them the most is my question. Because I know that the things that I think scare me the most are more experiences than anything. Okay. Like, um, like being completely isolated in the middle of the woods or being locked in, in a confined space with no way of getting out. Okay. Like, the bogger, I don't think, would be able to do anything with that. But I think that's also part of why Lupin said it has to be a thing yeah. that scares you the most. Yeah. And even then, I don't know what scares me the most. <laughs> that's a good point. Like, I have no idea. But at this point, they're all kids. So it would be things more likely mm-hmm. that would scare them versus, like, experiences like that. Yeah. Since you're an adult. <laughs> I, well i think even when i was like 13 i was like i have no idea what scares me the most who I knows anyone knows but i know it's so it's it's kind of like i understand that it's a book and they yeah. all are like oh i know what scares me the most but you understand the concept you're just like it doesn't make sense it doesn't work for me in its application <laughs> yeah um but i do i remember um, when I was listening to this, how they went around and did the bugger like so many like everyone one mm-hmm. after the other, I was like the scene was definitely done well in the movie in my opinion because I think it was done. It I think it was done better in the movie than in the book. Okay, because in my mind at least, uh, when I was reading this, it seemed like they were in a semicircle kind of around the wardrobe, mm-hmm. and they would just come up one by one. Um, and in the movie, they're all just in a line. Yeah. But in the movie, they were also in a classroom. So I yeah. think it was easier for them to do that. Probably. 
Or, well, I mean, I guess they could have done it in the teacher's lounge, but... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I think that that was definitely done well in the movie. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, but this uh, this poor bogger, because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, wait, it's getting confused or whatever. Like, that's so good. Yeah, because like, you have to confuse it to destroy it. That's so... I just felt like that was so sad. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's another creature. Like, I get that it's annoying and it's not supposed mm-hmm. to be there. But it's another creature. <laughs> so basically, Lupin just um, convinced the class to help him kill a creature. Yes! <laughs> um, and, and it was a fun learning experience for them. It was. It was a great object lesson, I guess. <laughs> Like, uh, I, I, I do think it was a good lesson and he went about yeah. it in a good way yeah. but when you like really think about it yeah they killed a creature together this is like going into the woods and hunting down like an evil centaur or something and doing mm. the same thing you know yeah. like a centaur will probably bleed if you try to kill it a bogart might just pop into nothingness but that doesn't <laughs> mean it doesn't have feelings mm-hmm. I know <laughs> um but I did, I did laugh when Harry was like going to do it, and Lupin immediately stepped in front of him, and um, and Harry goes, "Does he think I'm too weak?" <laughs> I mean, understood. I would probably have those same um, thoughts if you know if I were Harry and Lupin yeah. jumped in front of me, because Harry doesn't even actually get any sort of chance with the bother. No, nothing like. Lupin nothing. He gets, immediately gets in front nothing. of him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I find it funny though because because um, you know in the movies we see that it, the bogger turns into the moon. Yeah. Um, a full moon specifically. Yeah. Um, but in the book, it's literally it is the moon again, but just like as a glowing orb. Yeah. Um, and I just remember at the end of this chapter, at the end of class, you hear like Lavender Brown being like, "I wonder why he's afraid of crystal balls." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I did not pay attention to that. What the hell? Oh, it was funny. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. I, I do find it kind of funny, though, also, that, you know, class ends, the bogger has been destroyed, and um, Lupin starts giving points to everyone. He's like, yeah. everyone who defeated the bogger gets five points. Neville gets ten points because he did it twice. And he gives five um, to Hermione and Harry who did not touch the bogger. <laughs> yeah, and Harry's like, I didn't even do anything with the bogger. Why'd you give me points? And Lupin's like, because you answered my questions. And I was like, oh. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Okay. That's, that's really what made me be like, okay, Lupin seems like a great teacher. <laughs> Like, honestly, he seems like a great teacher. He remembered that Harry and Hermione answered questions, so he gave them points. Like, I, yeah, I that's always, after all the excitement. That's like, true. come on. That's true. But I always hated teachers who rewarded stuff like that because I was like, don't make me feel like I have to talk. Yeah, no, understood. I, <laughs> I've also never liked teachers who did that. But it's, I, I think just in the, the vein of this book and in yeah. this moment, I was like, that's, that's great. Yeah, it was probably pretty good. Because I don't think any of the other teachers really do that. No, not, uh, maybe occasionally, but. Yeah. Because I, I want to say that, um, like in Chamber of Secrets in the first herbology lesson, I think like Hermione oh, answers yeah. a question and Professor Sprout gives her points for that. Yeah. Okay. So I, I do think the point system and giving them points for answering questions is a good way to uh, encourage students to answer questions. But at the same time, I would be that student that would still never answer a question, probably. Yeah. Not unless I knew for a fact that it was the correct one. Well, I'm done with chapter seven. Are you done with chapter seven? I'm done with chapter seven. Should we move on to chapter eight? Let's do chapter eight. Flight of the Fat Lady. Yeah. Which means Sirius Black is here now. <laughs> almost. He's almost here. Gotta get to the end of the chapter. Well, yeah, but the title literally <laughs> gives it away because the only reason she leaves is because he attacks her. Well, you don't know that yet. I know. I know. <laughs> but we know that. We know that. And we're not afraid of spoilers, so I don't give a fuck if you haven't heard the story before. <laughs> You should know it by now. This is not a spoilers-free podcast. No, it's not. And this story is old. 
<laughs> comparatively yeah. to all the other stories that are out there. <laughs> Let's see, what year was this published? 19 something, right? Yeah. Or early 2000? Uh, I think it was 19 something. It was 1999. Hey! <laughs> I got it right. <laughs> well, I knew it was going to be 19 something. Yeah, I, I just can't remember specifically that. which year. It was either that or like the year 2000. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't think it could have been any later than that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> Chapter 8. Snape is upset about the Boggart. (laughs) Because the story of Neville with the Boggart has gotten around. Yes, it has. (laughs) And and the story of Neville putting Snape in his his grandmother's lacy clothes. (laughs) It's just entertaining, you know? Like I just I just love it. I love watching Snape squirm a little bit (laughs) in this book because he's kind of a turd right now. Not helpful. Not helpful. Literal (laughs) turd. It's fine. Um, (laughs) I mean, honestly, I I think every student would love to see Snape in a grandmother's clothes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think it would be hilarious. They're probably all upset they weren't in that class. Exactly, yeah. That's why everyone's talking about it, because they were like, dang, I missed it. Like, I'm I'm sure Fred and George are like, fuck! (laughs) Probably. Like when they heard it, they probably like got so upset. I'm sure they they yelled about it. I'm sure they did. Um, but then we have like these little, because uh, we had the little snippet about Snape being upset about the bugger, and then we had information about Trelawney and how she pities Harry and like always mm-hmm. talks to him like she's about to cry, and then and, like he's about to die, like he's yeah, on his deathbed or something. Yeah. And then we had the the whole Hagrid teaches lame lessons blurb where Harry's like, ugh, I hate that class now. And I was like, he kind of has to. He's afraid he's going to get fired. He doesn't want to get fired. Like, I felt so bad for Hagrid. I did too. Like, I, I was like, honestly, if I were in Hagrid's position, the same thing would probably happen. Yeah, <laughs> right? I would have done like, the same thing. <laughs> I'd be like, here's some lame lessons. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm also having a pity party over here, so. <laughs> so they're like, I don't want to learn how to take care of flobber worms or whatever the worms were. And I was like, yeah, I think that's there's what they if were. you don't want to learn how. That's the lesson. Chill out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would be like, you can play Malfoy for all of this. Right. So. Fucking Malfoy. And then Malfoy's all like, ha ha, you're not going to be able to see him very much longer. He's going to get fired. Mm-hmm. And saying they're like, yeah, fucking right. Like, Dumbledore's going to let him get fired because you got scratched and then healed the same day. Yeah. You're fine. No one died. If a kid died, I'd understand firing him. But no mm-hmm. one died and you didn't lose a limb. You're still yeah. you, 100%. <laughs> And, like, we discussed this already. Like, that would have been a great lesson had it been executed better. Yeah, like, Um, prepare for it. Yeah. Planning explanations of, like, what not to do and what to do. And Mm -hmm. seeing what would happen. How much the hippogriffs understand and things like that. Would be very, very nice to know all of that in -hmm. advance. Um, But... Now we get the reference, or the, not the reference, the mention of the cold seasoning, 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 season happening, <laughs> and it's now Quidditch time. It's Quidditch, Quidditch it's season cold is and wet. starting. I personally want cold and wet weather. <laughs> yes, same. Bring <laughs> it, it over. way too damn hot outside. It looks like it's about to rain today, so that's nice, but um, too hot outside. Yes. Um. But I love how everyone is so committed to the Quidditch thing because Wood's like, this is my last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he, he originally was kind of like, this is our last year. I mean, my last year yeah. <laughs> to win the Quidditch House Cup. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, oh, and he's like, we've lost it too many times for no reason. And I was like, okay. I mean, are you sure it was no reason? Maybe you guys just aren't good enough. <laughs> I would say, yeah, it could it could have originally been that they're just not good enough, and then Harry shows up as like the best seeker and whatever yeah. however long, yeah. and then they just haven't had a chance to actually use Harry to win. So, I mean, maybe, but like even being the best seeker doesn't mean that you're gonna be able to win. You'll just be able to end the game. <laughs> True. 
and get 150 points. That's that's literally all you do as a seeker. You end the game with 150 <laughs> points added to your score. Hopefully yep. you win. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Does not happen. Not. <laughs> yep. Might Does not, not win. <laughs> we'll see that in the next book. Yeah. Hello everybody, I'm Megan. And I'm Samantha. With Literary Lushes. And we want to tell you about our podcast. Join us every other week as we dive into a sci-fi or fantasy novel where we also drink cocktails inspired by the novel. We post YouTube videos of us making the cocktails. And a lot of the times we even have the authors on including Dennis E. Taylor, Marissa Myers, and even Angela Roquet. So join us because you don't want to miss the podcast that's been described as not taking ourselves too seriously. And with that we say, stay lively with your libations. But then we have the wonderful Hogsmeade trip that Harry absolutely cannot go on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because he doesn't have his permission form. And he goes and, like, specifically... Oh, no, 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 that's a little bit later. It's fine. But they're talking about Hogsmeade, and Harry's like, I can't go. And Ron's like, just go talk to McGonagall. And Hermione's like, but he shouldn't be leaving the castle. <laughs> <laughs> because Sirius Black is out there. Yeah. You know, priorities, right? Hermione's got them right. (laughs) Hermione's like, I would like my friend to not die. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it's like, hey, we feel bad that you can't go, and we'd love for you to come, but one, your permission slip isn't signed, and we can't do anything about that. And two, serious black. (laughs) Yeah. So. Yeah. Problems. Problems. Mm -hmm. Um, I love how Ron's like, just go do it. Just go ask McGonagall. And so then I just, I died because I was like, that's not, it's not going to help. <laughs> like, no. I guarantee you McGonagall is absolutely not the person to say yes to you if Fudge wouldn't do it. And like, I mean, the closest you got to being able to go was Vernon almost signing a permission form. If you hadn't mm-hmm. blown up your fucking aunt, bitch. Yep. Well, aunt, I mean, second aunt? I don't know how that one works. It might be a second aunt. It might, yeah, I think it's like second aunt or something. That's like a weird term because I don't think anyone ever uses that. Nope. (laughs) Um, If anything, it's usually like, oh yeah, my cousin's aunt or my aunt's, uh, you know, sister or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) his aunt's sister. Or his uncle's sister. Is Vernon his aunt now? (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't thinking, I was just thinking of terms, and then I went, wait a minute. You're good, you're good, you're good. I mean, I I was just like, ooh, this is an opportunity to make fun of Vernon, let's go. (laughs) Um, But I do love the little, I definitely spelled Crookshanks' name wrong, but I love the little scene (laughs) where Crookshanks wants to kill uh, uh, Pettigrew so badly that he attacks the bag or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that, that he's in. And mm-hmm. I was like, LOL, Ron should let him. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm very curious as to how much Crookshanks understands some people speak. But also, yeah. why is Crookshanks so intent on catching scabbers? Um, I don't know. I don't know either. I, I've heard Crookshanks. Because I know that Crookshanks is like a mixed cat. Oh, yeah, he's half measle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I heard that those were, um, smart creatures, like really smart creatures. So, um, I think that means that he probably understands a lot more than we give him credit for. Probably. Uh, (laughs) Also, funny, a little bit of uh, trivia, the the cat that played Crookshanks' name is Cracker Jack. (laughs) Oh, so cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think he's probably a little bit smarter than like all of them give him credit for. So he probably recognizes that maybe Scabbers is this horrible person. Or that- he might at least recognize that Scabbers isn't actually a rat. Yeah, yeah. Which could be another thing that makes him go, no, this should not exist. Let me yeah. kill it. Or something. Yeah. So. And it... it- 
Ron mentions that Scabbers is just skin and bone right now. And I'm like, that means he's not eating, which means, Ron, are you feeding him? Right? (laughs) Like, what do you feed a human animagus that's a rat? Well, (laughs) I think we've talked about this, too, where I think... I think like when he's in rat form, he has rat taste buds, so he's probably feeding him whatever he would feed a rat. So gross. I don't want to be an animagus then. <laughs> no thanks. Because if I turned into a cat or something, I would not want to eat cat food. Well, here's the thing. You're not in hiding. Okay, <laughs> you're, right. you're right. You're right. That's why McGonagall doesn't have to eat cat food. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> would she do it if she had to? I think if she were... Um, like, what am I trying to say? I think if she were in disguise and trying to get information on someone, you know, and she was hiding out in her cat form, then I think she would just to keep up the, like, the trick, you know? Mm -hmm. But otherwise, no. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I I just, I really wish that Joe would have, you know, thought these things out better (laughs) Mm -hmm. she definitely doesn't so then we get stuck with weird shit um (laughs) it's fine it's fine and then i is that okay yeah so the next part that i have a comment on was um lavender is all of a sudden like super sad or whatever and um she believed Trelawney about her bunny dying. Like, as mm-hmm. that being the thing that was going to happen on that specific day or whatever. So yeah. she's, like, upset, and and everyone's like, what? And Hermione's like, was your bunny old? <laughs> no, he was, like, a year old, and it's like... It's a baby, and so Hermione was like, so why were you afraid of it dying? <laughs> mm-hmm. Hermione's like, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Like, unless unless the bunny was sick or something, but yeah, or otherwise. Like, or it kept getting out or something, and mm-hmm. and then you were, like, afraid of it dying for that reason. But, like, at that point, yeah. if the bunny's out, are you going to be able to get it back? Do bunnies have a sense of home? You know, like cats and dogs yeah. do? I have and, no idea. Because I, I wonder. Like, I don't know anything about rabbits or bunnies or any of those like pets. Neither do I. But like I know that cats and dogs have a relative sense of home. Like cats have a better sense than dogs do, but like Really? Yeah, that's why cats are allowed to like roam so often. (laughs) Because they they can like always find their way back, but people don't like doing that with their dogs because a lot of times dogs will like I mean I think I think it's because dogs get distracted. Like they like Mm -hmm people versus yeah. cats going don't touch me <laughs> yeah you know what I, I feel the need to share a story about our dogs getting out once i'm ready um this was back when we had did we just have two dogs at the time we might have just had two dogs at the time but somehow the front door i guess was left unlocked or something or wasn't closed all the way i don't know but the front door opened and both of our dogs got out um we had an older dog who this honestly this might have been like the last year we had him um but he got out and then you know our younger dog also got out the older dog's just trotting off down the street and the younger one starts barking at him and then barking at the house like hey go get him yeah (laughs) so of course you know we we hear the barking notice the door open we go outside and she's just there at the end of our little sidewalk uh to the house and she's like hey look he's off down that way and we were like oh let's go get him (laughs) but it was just really funny I love it. I love it. Oh, um, talking about Lavender and what Trelawney said. uh, Lavender and someone else. I don't remember who. But they both have taken an interest in Trelawney and the things. And just, like, divination in general. And they'll spend, like, their lunch hours with her and whatnot. And they, they, they get to a point where they just believe they know better than everyone. Because yeah. they're spending so much time with Trelawney it's up in her true. tower and whatnot. Yeah. And it's like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I don't. Why? Like, what's the purpose? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess since, you know, you and I aren't 
into divination or anything, then obviously we'd be like, why? <laughs> yeah, that's true. So. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Just annoying. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, sure, Trelawney does have some psychic abilities. She is able to, she did know that something that Lavender was going to get some sort of news on October 16th, yeah. whatever yeah. it was. Um, but, you know, whatever. Yep. Oh, well. <laughs> and maybe she did see the Grimm in Harry's teacup, but it it wasn't the Grimm in the sense that the Grimm is supposed to mean, yeah. I don't think. So. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just meant Sirius Black was coming. Yeah, that's that's what I would go with. I, I don't I don't think in this case it meant anything about death. It, I think it just meant hey, Sirius Black is an anime guy. He turns into this wolf dog thing. So yeah, here he comes. Yeah, I don't think it was anything too special. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's just me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then. Oh, oh yeah. This the like this is just a comment that Ron makes to Lavender. He goes, "Don't mind her mind. She doesn't think other people's pets matter very much." And I was <laughs> dying when he threw that shade. I was like, "Oh, uh-huh. okay, yeah, because Ron, because Ron, Hermione are basically not talking to each other right now yeah. because of the Crookshanks and Scabbers thing." Yeah, I was like, "Okay, okay, I'm like all right, sounds good. <laughs> let's let's go. Let's keep being rude to our besties." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I get it, I would absolutely be on Ron's side in this um, in this kind of situation, you know. Yeah. But I'm also right now. I'm like I, uh, it's scabbers. Yeah, exactly. It's like okay, and yeah. But other, <laughs> otherwise, I would be on Ron's side. I'd be like, yeah, Hermione needs to take better control of her cat. Right. <laughs> like, come on. It's your dumb rat. Chill out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> But then um, this is where Harry's like, okay, fine, I'll go ask McGonagall. So he does. He heads out to ask McGonagall, and McGonagall's like, yeah, no, sorry, buddy. That ain't happening. And Harry tried to, like, make it seem like everyone just forgot to let him do it. Like, mm-hmm. he was like, oh, you know, like, my uncle forgot to sign it. And, like, Fudge, like, just didn't. And I was like... So you think that two strikes and then she's going to do it for sure? Right, yeah. No. I I understand, like, if you don't ask, then you'll never know. I mean, yeah, but no. But (laughs) even still, like, Fudge and McGonagall, neither of them are your parents or guardians. And, you know, the form says parents or guardians. Yeah, exactly. I'm sitting here like, yeah, sorry, buddy. No. It's not going to happen. Sorry. No. (laughs) <laughs> I, I do like how um, Neville's grandmother mailed in his form yeah. his signed form it's pretty great which I she should have told Neville because then Neville just had extra stress of I don't know where it is I know but it's like okay I was like no 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> I oh my gosh I just can't <laughs> it's just it's just ridiculous that Harry thinks he's going to be able to do whatever the hell he wants. I think that's my big thing. <laughs> okay, yeah, understood. Because he's like, it's okay. I'll just ask and she'll sign it. It'll be fine. But no one else would assume that McGonagall's going to sign their permission mm-hmm. for it. I, I, think, I think Hermione and Ron and, and Harry are just optimistic about oh maybe maybe McGonagall will sign it yeah because, you know oh Harry's the chosen one and he's Harry Potter Possible. but like awesome. no but no that's not <laughs> you don't think so <laughs> no they uh don't they just leave him now yeah, yeah, on on Halloween, um, which I felt the need to look up because it's like, oh yeah, on Halloween we're all going to Hogsmeade, and I was like, is that on a weekend though? And it is. It's on a Sunday. 
I, I specifically had to look because I was like, there's no way they went, hey, it's Halloween. You don't have any classes. Well, at least she got that right. <laughs> all right. But, um, yeah, so they, like, all the students leave for Hogsmeade. Filch is, like, double checking that everyone who's going is allowed to go. Yeah. But, yeah, they just, they leave Harry behind and they're like, yeah, we'll bring you, like, as much as we can. It's like, okay. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, <laughs> are you bringing bags to bring him stuff? Or are you just going <laughs> to shove it in your pockets? Pockets, of course. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's fine, I guess. As long as you don't grab too much stuff. Yeah. Because I think I would be worried. So then Harry runs into Lupin while everyone's gone. Mm-hmm. And he, like, they, they go to his office and he gets to see the Grindelo. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot how cool creatures are in the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's really um, interesting all the creatures we don't actually yeah. see or hear about in the movies. Well, we do see and hear about the Grindylows in the movies because we see them in the fourth one. Oh yeah, so that's right. I do. I do wonder though if the description here matches the description of it, like you know, mm-hmm. then or whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I do think it's interesting that Lupin says Voldemort's name so freely. Yeah. Because, you know, only Dumbledore and Harry do that. They're the only ones to say Voldemort's name. But yeah. Lupin says it. Yeah, it's true. And that, and that was, like, refreshing to Harry. He was like, yes, finally. <laughs> I, I'm really curious as to why Lupin says it, though. I am curious as well, but... Um... I wonder if it has anything to do with like the Order of the Phoenix, maybe several of them were okay with saying his name openly, or I don't know. Maybe. Maybe? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but they do talk about the Vogart, because Harry wonders why Lupin stepped in front of him and didn't let him have a chance. Yeah. And Lupin <laughs> says, like, oh, I thought it would have been obvious. I thought it would have turned into Lord Voldemort. And I'm like, okay, well, what... What would Lord Voldemort have looked like? <laughs> right. Well, and Harry's like, I thought you thought I was weak. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, understood. I would think that, too. I would be like, oh, I thought you didn't want me to face it because you thought I wouldn't be able to handle it. Yeah. But I, I do, I just, I wonder what Voldemort would have looked like, I guess, in Harry's mind. Since I think the Boggart would have taken shape of whatever Harry imagined, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it could have dredged up one of those memories from the night Harry's parents died. Maybe. Who knows? But um, Lupin <laughs> says, I didn't think it was a good idea for, Vol- for Lord Voldemort to materialize in the staff room. I imagine that people would panic. I think that yeah. depends on what Voldemort would have looked like. It does. If he looks like what he looks like in the fourth one, yeah, people will probably panic. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but... Right now, isn't he probably just like a, well, no, I guess right now he looks like what he looks like in the fourth one. So, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, (laughs) I think the Boggart would have looked like what Voldemort looked like on the night that he killed Harry's parents. You think so? So, I I think so, because I think, because I don't think the Boggart would know what Voldemort looks like right now. Okay. So, I think they, it would have taken like the memory from Harry's brain and been like, ah, he looks like that. But Lupin says that he imagined people would panic. Well, if it's just the class inside the teacher's staff room, and I'm assuming there's no windows on the staff room. Yeah. Who, who would panic? Because I don't think these children would immediately know that's Lord Voldemort. I think they'd just be like, oh, that's a, that's a dude. That's a guy. Who is that? Yeah. So. <laughs> good. It's fine. You it's know? fine. <laughs> and plus, you know, they'd be like, oh, it's the Boggart. We know what it is. <laughs> like, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Good questions. So, who was going to panic? I don't know. I, re- I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, just more questions. You more know? questions. Just more There's more questions, questions than answers. Like, there, there's nothing we can do about the questions. At this I know. Point. They're not going to stop. 
Um, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Right? It's fine. It's whatever. It's, fine. it's all good. Uh, yeah. But while they're having their little conversation is when Snape comes in. Well, yes. With a smoking goblet with like, potion in it. There you go, Lupin. You better drink that right now. <laughs> and Lupin's like, ah, thank you, Snape. Yeah, he's like, and, yeah, and Lupin's just kind of like, oh, yeah, I haven't been feeling very well, Harry. So, you know, Snape has been making me this potion. Yeah. It's fine. I- I'll feel all better. And that's when Harry suddenly, like, uh, Snape is interested in the dark arts. And Lupin's like, oh, really? And he's like, uh, yeah, you know, he's always won the defense against dark arts potion. It's like, oh, okay. And Lupin just keeps drinking the potion. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Harry's just like, oh, God, he's going to die. Like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> like this. And uh, I, I think it's really funny that Harry just thinks, oh, my God, Snape just poisoned Lupin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because we know that Snape wouldn't just poison it teacher like that especially not in front of a student and especially not this point at least yeah no i mean that would be very public especially in front of harry Mm -hmm. (laughs) who already doesn't like you (laughs) yeah and plus you know because i i would assume that obviously dumbledore and probably mcgonagall know about lupin's position what's going on with him so they would immediately know that was snape who did it (laughs) or well they could guess at least but especially if Harry came in going, oh my god, Lupin died because Snape made him drink his potion. Right. <laughs> like, he was actually poisoned. Like, oh my no, this is so bad. And they, um, yeah. It's just, I just, I, I just thought it was really not that funny. dumb. If Snape no. was going to kill someone, he would do it secretly. Oh, absolutely. Um, he would be a lot more, you know, careful about it. <laughs> Yeah. He's the potions master, for goodness sake. And he's really good at potions. Plus, I think <laughs> Snape would wait until the end of the year. Yeah, probably. Because why but kill him? Pay why kill him and towards the beginning of the year? Well, I guess it's not really beginning, but it's yeah. Halloween. Why kill him then? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, Lupin just completely ignores Harry's complaints about Snape. <laughs> yeah, like Harry's like, what, like what, what, but, and he keeps like talking, trying to stop Lupin from drinking it, and Lupin just goes, <laughs> drink yep. all of it. Yeah. Um, and and then you know later on, Harry goes and talks to like Hermione and Ron, and is like, Lupin just drank a potion that Snape gave him, and Ron's yeah. like, it's stupid. <laughs> Yeah, because Hermione and Ron come back from Hogsmeade with, like, a whole bunch of stuff for Harry. Like, they just dump this giant yeah. pile of stuff on the bed. And I'm like, uh, okay. Where are you that, guys? <laughs> yeah. Where, where was it? <laughs> I mean, they did say they took as much as they could carry. Yeah. So, who knows? You think they dropped stuff on their way back? I think if they did, they probably noticed and went back to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, they should have had a bag. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Hermione had a bag. Maybe. She is, Never know. does seem to be the one who makes bags or has bags. I would say she would be the one to have a bag. Because she does that in the seventh <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They were all just like, what the heck? Why did he drink the potion from him? Mm-hmm. And Hermione's like, obviously he's not going to try to kill him right now. She's the voice of reason. She's like, yes. you guys are so dumb. Like, why would he kill him in front of Harry? <laughs> <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> but also, I think even if Snape did kill Lupin, like, at that moment, I think that, you know, like, one, they would probably figure out Snape, and they yeah. would probably, like, fire him. But two, even if the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher just suddenly died, yeah. I don't know that Snape would immediately, you know, get that position. I think maybe he'd be a substitute for a tiny bit until yeah. they get a different teacher. Yeah. But true. otherwise, like... It wouldn't just be Snape's position. Yeah. Um, I did also like that Snape was like, I also have like a whole lot more if you need it. So yeah. I was like, look at him being helpful, okay? And, like <laughs> And Lupin was like, Okay, I'll probably need some more tomorrow. Yeah. But <laughs> I was like, like look at him. Like he's being so helpful right now. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm sure he has to be, but like he's being helpful. <laughs> yeah. Um 
I wanted to make a comment of how Halloween at Hogwarts would probably be fantastic. That it sounds fantastic. Halloween honestly. and Christmas at Hogwarts. I just want to go. Let's go. Same. It doesn't let's even go. exist, but let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> um, and then uh, they have their feasty food, and I don't, why did I say feasty food? Whatever. Feast- they have what? their feast, their Halloween feast. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's all good. Or ignore, ignore my feasty food comment. Feasty food. Maybe I'll call it that for the rest of this series. We um, have to now. <laughs> but, but they have their feast. Okay, their Halloween feast, which always sounded so fun and great and just mm-hmm. full of good food. But I also wonder where all the food goes because they have lots and lots of food. And I'm sure that those students don't eat all of it. Well, I'm sure, you know... <laughs> I'm sure the house elves probably get to eat, like, whatever's left, but I'm sure there's also um, other things they probably do with the food. Because I was like, I'm sure there's a shit ton left over. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Like, the second you, like, take stuff away from something, it just replaces it, (laughs) basically. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Um, And then, of course, you know, they're all full, finished, done, ready to sleep, right? Yeah. And they're walking back to their common room. At least the Gryffindors are. And all of a sudden, there's this weird congestion happening where their portrait is. Yeah. And you're like, hmm, why is it so congested? And, like, what's his face? Percy's like, why hasn't anyone gone in the portrait? Yeah, he's, he's like, excuse me, excuse me, I'm head boy. Let yeah. me through. Yeah, he's like, what the <laughs> hell is wrong with you guys? Just go inside. Yeah. Why did they forget the password? Like, what's going on? Yeah, he's like, surely none of you forgot the password. Like, there's yeah. no way all of you forgot it. Yeah. And so then he does walk up and he's like, oh, shit okay <laughs> yeah he's like oh shit someone get dumbledore <laughs> yeah because uh the portrait has been slashed mm-hmm. and dumbledore shows up and is like yeah you guys aren't sleeping in here tonight mm-hmm. um we're gonna find the fat lady uh we're gonna figure out where she is talk to her calm her down a little bit you know and y'all mm-hmm. are gonna go sleep in the great hall where we just had food where you just came from you should have stayed there yeah but he makes yeah. everyone from every house sleep in the Great Hall. Yeah. I thought that was funny because I was like, okay. They're, yeah. The only ones who got attacked was Gryffindor. Yeah, that's actually a really interesting point to make <laughs> because who, like, who even knows if Sirius Black knows where the other houses are? Yeah. Like, he was in Gryffindor. Yeah. I mean, so. he, he might know where Slytherin is because of his family. True. I I think the reason they made everyone go to the Great Hall, though, is so that they know knew where everyone was. Yeah, to keep an eye on everyone. To keep an eye on absolutely everyone. While they're mm-hmm. looking for Snerius, Sirius. Mm-hmm. And plus, you know, if you have everyone in the Great Hall, then that's more people to get Sirius if he were to get in there for some yeah, bizarre reason. That's true. So... Because you know, like, the older kids would have more knowledge on spells and things and could help in some sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're gonna go back to the Great Hall, and uh, the cliffhanger at the end of this chapter is literally just, like, them talking about Sirius Black. Yeah, hold on, I can look. Yes. Yeah, um... Do you want me to just read it? Sure, go for it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so Peeves has been, like, floating around or something, and, uh, oh, because Dumbledore says, you know, we need to find her, we need to find that lady, and you hear Peeves cackling, being like, oh, yeah. you'll be lucky, and so, let's see, uh, did she say who did it, said, said Dumbledore quietly. Oh, yes, Professor Head, said Peeves, with the air of one cradling a large bombshell in his arms. He got very angry when she wouldn't let him in, you see. Peeves flipped over and grinned at Dumbledore from between his own legs. Nasty temper he's got, that serious black. Yes, there it is. <laughs> there it is. And that's a great cliffhanger, because up until this point, if you haven't read or know the story, you're like, oh my gosh, no, serious Black is there? What? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I do wonder how Sirius got into Hogwarts, though. Well, okay. The passageways? Okay, that's true, you're right. Known. 
That's right. I don't know why I forgot about that. Oh, Shrieking Shack. You probably got through Shrieking Shack. I mean, could be. Well, okay. You didn't read the other two chapters that I read, but. Oh, no, I didn't. So maybe I'm missing something. (laughs) So one of the chapters is when Harry gets the Marauder's Map. Yeah. And he, uh, Fred and George explain all of the passageways out of the castle to him. They say, these are the four that the teachers all know about. These are the ones that they don't know about. This one's collapsed. This one comes out at the Shrieking Shack, and this one comes out at Honeydukes. Mm-hmm. And so Harry takes the Honeydukes one, you know. Yeah, of course. And then he has like a thought at some point where he's like, "What if Sirius like knows about this passageway?" Mm-hmm. So he definitely knows about the passageway. He made the map. Oh yeah! Oh, absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, that's um, before we wrap this up, I want to yes. make a couple of points. Um, okay. I do, I do often wonder why it was the portrait of the fat lady, like, why couldn't she have a name? Yeah, <laughs> I was wondering about that too because, like, we have the knight who has a name, and then, like, I'm pretty sure a lot of the other portraits have names. Oh, I'm sure they do. So- and plus, you know, this uh, this woman has been guarding Gryffindor House for who knows how long. Like, why doesn't she have a name? Yeah. Well, like, and- I, underst- I understand that students don't really talk to portraits at all. But yes. you have to interact with her several times a day, I'm sure. So, yeah. why, why doesn't she have one? That's a good question. Maybe because Joe was trying to be like... This is how you name portraits because of like the portrait like girl of girl with a pearl earring and like all mm-hmm. those other ones. But I agree that she probably should have had a name if she was going to be a talking portrait. Mm-hmm. Like and I feel like it could have been like, "Oh yeah, my portrait was named the portrait of the fat lady, but yeah. my name is yeah. Or like the students could have given her a name or something." Yeah, like I, I I'm sure they I'm sure at the some point least. <laughs> I would say, I'm sure at some point there would have been a student like Luna or something, you know, who would have been like, oh, what's your name? And she'd be like, well, I I don't have a name. And it's like, oh, do you want me to give you one? It's like, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, at so, the very least, I think someone would have given her a name at some point in time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Definitely odd that she doesn't mm-hmm. have a name. But. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I also want to just point out the serious Black scratching her portrait um i i think that definitely makes sense in his character knowing what he's gone through um because you know he was he was locked up in azkaban and is probably not in a very good mental health state so Mm uh but the fat lady did her job he didn't know the password so she didn't let him in but obviously he wasn't even a student anyways so she wouldn't let him in anyways that's true but yeah, yeah. I, I just—I I think it's interesting that he scratched up her portrait. Yeah, like what kind of aggression? <laughs> I mean, it's it's because he's been locked up in Azkaban. Well, he's just and he wants to go kill the guy who killed his best friends. True, that's true, and he he he's like real pissed because he had to serve a sentence for it for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, he probably knows, or at least figures, that Peter Pettigrew is probably in Gryffindor Tower right now. Yeah. And he also he also snuck in during the feast. Yes. So. He did. But I, I do wonder, um, had Sirius slashed the portrait? Because I, I assume the fat lady, like, left her portrait before Sirius got the chance to slash it. But had she been there, would she have been injured? Would she have died? Like. What would have happened to her? I don't know. It's a good um, question. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a question with no answers. Oh, jeez. Joe! <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I think I meant to write that question down in my notes and I just didn't. <laughs> Well, you could always write it down now. No, that's fine. You're like, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to. <laughs> that's funny. All right. Well, 
We made it. We made it. We through chapter it. seven and eight. Great cliffhanger. We did. Yes, a wonderful cliffhanger. Yes, um, yes, yes. I don't think there's anything else we have to say because we already talked. I, yeah, I think that's it. So. I guess we should. Keep. It. Magical. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Books, Movies, and Musicals Oh My. If you'd like to connect with us, be sure to check us out on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at BMMOMI. Be sure to check out our website at bmmomi.wixsite.com slash home. And check us out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash bmmomi. You can email us at books.movies.and.musicals.omi at gmail.com. Our socials, website, Patreon, and email address can be found in the description of this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with your friends and family, and even random strangers on the street. We can't wait to talk with you all next week. Bye! Bye.